In this episode, I got to talk to Zlata Kolomoyska and Adam Makarita. You might know them better by their Instagram handles at Goldie underscore Z and at Adam Dean Art. They both work in New York City at a studio called Doc Creative Group owned by Zlata and KSV. Adam and Zlata are both huge inspirations of mine and are doing some of the most incredible work I've ever seen. If you ever see it in person, it's like looking at a photograph. They both specialize in micro photorealism, focusing mainly on portraits. I was lucky enough to work beside them both in Los Angeles last year when we happened to be doing a guest spot at the same time in the same studio. They're lovely people, so down to earth, and it was such an honor to have them on this podcast. My name is Jake Berry, and you're listening to The Fine Line. did you get into tattooing? How did it all start for you? So I used to be an architect and I worked with like architecture clients for a while. And uh, one day a friend of mine asked me to go to a tattoo convention with him and, and bring my camera to take pictures. So I went there and we just found like a Russian speaking tattoo artist who had a shop. And he looked at my work and he, like, I always been doing drawings, body art. He looked at my work and he said, I'll teach you. And I was like, cool. And I like literally hang out at the shop for like two months and I start working after two months of being there. Her drawings are insane. We have some big, like large scale pencil drawings and I can grab them uh, at the end if you want. And then architecture school too is like half art school, isn't it? Yeah. Helps with the line work. (laughs) <laughs> How long ago was that that you that you started? Uh, four, four years. Wow. <laughs> How about yourself, Adam? I was a senior data engineer, so I was like a programmer before this. And I wasn't really like when I was a kid, I would do art. I was super into graffiti when I was in high school. So I was always doing that. Um, but I haven't like since high school, I didn't really do much. I started making music and I went to school for music. So I kind of, once I started really working on music, I didn't really ever draw anymore. So I wouldn't say I was really ever great at drawing. And then um, I basically had an argument with somebody about how, how well you can target. And I was like, you could sell anything. I could make a shirt that says blue cheese on it. And I could target it to people who are in wing clubs or whatever, all this stuff. And basically she was like, no, you're an idiot. You couldn't do that. And I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. So... I started doing that. I made it a website, blueshirt.com. Um, and then, so like, I was messing around on GIMP, which is like free, cheap, uh, open source version of, uh, it's like a photo editor, like Photoshop. And I started just messing around with other things because I kind of liked the idea of making shirts, especially if I already had a website and everything set up. So I just kind of got into designing and I, I liked it. And I've, I've, had, I've been getting tattooed for like 16 years, so I've always loved tattoos. So my phone broke one day and I went to the Apple store and you know how they put you at like a table and they say like, wait here and somebody will come and talk to you. It was sure. right when the Apple pencil came out and I was messing around with it. I was like, this is really cool. I'll take one of these too. I was like, it'll be you know easier than working with GIMP for working on shirts and stuff like that. So I bought it and I drew a picture and I was like, huh, I kind of did it like the way you tattoo, like I did like a little stencil and then I just rendered the rest of it. So I bought a tattoo machine and just started practicing and posting them online. Yeah, just all on fake skin with like a $30 machine. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I just yeah. bought a bunch of different needles. I had no idea. And then um, I sent, uh, I think I just commented on one of her posts one time and she messaged me and was like, hey, I really like your fake skin work. Um, do you want to come in and meet? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I was, I was actually planning on quitting my job anyway and uh opening my own studio so i was just gonna go for it and see what happened so i actually met with her and uh kate sv at dot creative group on monday and i think i signed my lease for a studio on the friday before so i was on the hook i never ended up using it It was a storage unit that i was paying a couple thousand dollars a month for for a whole year until i could get out of it um but yeah she offered me an apprenticeship so i i quit yeah i looked at the um at his work on the practice skin and it was so crazy how like a person like it, it was so detailed so cool kate and i we decided to just like meet up and see what happens well it's been like what two years yep almost two years now crazy both of you guys started actually in totally different industries yep. yeah and found your way to tattooing but i actually think that there's something about that like i think even for myself if tattooing didn't develop the way it did 
I probably wouldn't get into tattooing because I was never yeah. interested in that type of work. Yeah. Until I saw, wow, you can actually do some really cool stuff that I never, I didn't think you could do with yeah. tattooing. Yeah, I remember tattoos used to be all the gory things and like all the skulls and blood, and I would not be interested in doing that. I love I love it all. Like half of my <laughs> tattoos are like American traditional. I mean, I have like yeah. black work and like neo traditional. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's things from every style that anybody can benefit from. Like, I would love to watch, I pretty much only watch realism tattooers. I would love to see other types of tattooers work. Yeah, that's how you learn. That's how you uh, learn the new tricks. It doesn't have to be exactly the thing that you do, but you, like, watch someone else, like, how, how they work, and you're like, oh, maybe I should try it in, like, in a different way applying to my thing that I do. But it's interesting that it, like, tattooing, if you were a tattooer, it was, like, this was the style and and like that was it yeah you could you could do like one of those starter pack meme things for like <laughs> yeah like how it is you have skulls you have dragons you know yeah. yeah so i feel like it's actually the things have become more inviting when people walk into a studio that's like kind of different than that like wow i feel so comfortable here you know i don't i don't feel like i you know can't say anything or shouldn't talk too loud or yeah that, that, that was the main thing like when kate and i opened our studio it was how we would want to go somewhere and like where would we want to be every day or not a place where like something that inviting and something that's comfortable and safe space and yeah. nothing is like intimidating or you know lot too loud or too yeah our studio is actually on the 11th floor in the diamond district in an office building so it's like have you seen uh uh is it uh, Uncut Gems, yeah. the Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. So that's 47th Street. We're on 46th in the Diamond District. So we work in that type wow. of building. Wow, that's cool. It's quite different than like a regular. I mean, is there is there a better city right now in the world for tattooing? Ooh, I don't know. New York is a center where people would go. It's yeah, definitely cool. It's a it's a cool uh, group of people here, and everyone's pretty cool with each other. You you both specialize really in like. I'd say, correct me if I'm wrong, but like more micro realism, a lot of portraits. It's probably the most realistic work I've ever seen in a tattoo. How did you get into that work and what what led you into that? Well, for me, I always love to do portraits with the, like I used to draw with a pencil a lot. And that's probably my favorite thing to do. And uh, when I start tattooing, I didn't jump right into it it was it it was a definitely a process because like when i just started i was in a like shop shop you know like the standard mm -hmm. classic uh street shop. street shop yeah and uh yeah. i started with very basic things but i was drawing my own designs but i was like drawing mostly something more graphic i guess and slowly i just simply didn't know how to do anything realistic and then slowly I was uh, trying things out, trying different like techniques, trying different needles or like whatever. And uh, slowly, slowly I figure out how to do something that I actually like to do. But it was, it was definitely not a, it was never my goal to begin with because I didn't know if tattooing will be something that I'm good at or something. So when I started, I started just because I was curious and then I liked it. And then it was just like, oh, maybe I can do this cool thing. Oh yeah, I can do this cool thing. Maybe I can do right. something even cooler. And like, it was it was kind of building up. So you were challenging yourself then. Yeah. Every time you did a tattoo, you were like, okay, I want to do something. And then you maybe would see something and go, oh, I think I could do it like this. And Yeah, I still do I that. Your tattoos kind of morph too. It's actually kind of cool. She used to do like uh, dot work. But it was very realistic mm -hmm. dot, dot work. And then, like you it's said, like, you started doing shading underneath it I and then eventually got rid of the dots. And now it's I all literally just... didn't know how to do shading. Like, so I did dots. It took me maybe like half a year or so to figure things out and get rid of the dots and stuff. Did it take you a lot longer to shade that way? Uh, eat, evenly, yeah. Like, if you yeah. if you do dots, it, it drives you nuts by the end of the tattoo. It's... You just need to do like the same thing over and over and make sure everything is even. So talking about that, then like would the techniques that you use in a tattoo, like what you do be a lot different than say larger scale pieces Would some, I guess a lot of people would probably think that you're using a lot of small fine needles, but. Well, it depends on the 
tattoo itself, but always I'm using a bunch of tattoos. I never use one like small needle or something. It's always a bunch of different needles depending on like, is this tattoo like super dark? I have a lot of people messaging me like, I want a single needle tattoo. Like, well, it's not not a single needle tattoo because I do use them, but I don't use them the whole, the whole time. I remember in LA, I, I watched you a, a little bit and I was so surprised to see how little actually you picked up a single needle. It was like once or twice. I would say so like standard for me, a lot of times I will leave out a single, especially more recently. So if I'm using a single, it would be like a 0.351, like a 0.33. And then I'll usually use like a, a either a 7 or a 9 flat. And then most of the time I'll use like an 11 curved uh, all the way up to a 15 curved. So then it obviously comes down to technique how you use the, the equipment that you have. Yeah. You can do some details with like Mag's corner. I feel like I'm always learning and stuff, especially when I'm traveling and meeting new artists. But I definitely picked that up when I was watching you guys work is that I was surprised. Like the size needles you were using weren't small <laughs> and you were able to like capture so much small detail in these pieces. It was actually really incredible. And yeah. a lot of times for me, at least, like I, I'll do something with a mag out of pure laziness. Uh, so so when people ask like what needle are you using or what needle grouping is like, I mean, I don't even remember because just, yeah. It could be done, like, I could do that with a 3 or a 7 mag. One might take a little longer than the other, but it, would, it wouldn't really look any different. It would pretty much look the same. Sometimes, sometimes my clients ask me, like, during the tattoo, they don't really, like, try to, like, look or something. And they're like, oh, is it, is it the single needle? I'm like, uh, actually, it's nine needles right now. <laughs> That's a good point, actually, because a lot of people get caught up on that. I guess but... people just call, like, small-scale tattoo, they call them single needle. Yeah. It's like a selling point. I've actually seen a lot of artists put it in their bio, you know, like single needle artist. And um, I think it's a selling point for people. It means that they feel like, oh, I can go to this person for a small tattoo. But, you know, there's there's actually a stigma. There's like a, there are a lot of concerns, I think, from people about small tattoos and if they're going to last or if they're going to, you know, obviously we all hear like people who do small tattoos and stuff. we hear that all the time. But do you feel like there's a valid concern about small tattoos? I feel like I kind of have two answers for that. I think there's a big misconception on, like like you said, people think something's a single needle when it's not. People will call something fine line. To me, fine line is not simply using a smaller needle. If you give somebody, like, I'm not picking on anyone, let's just say, like, somebody who does, like, American traditional or something, and you walk into a shop and the, the customer really pressures them, no, I, I really want it or whatever. If you do that tattoo, regardless of the size of your needle, the same way, you know, with, with uh, you know, high pressure single pass lines that a lot of tattooers are, are taught that that's the way to do it. To me, that is not a fine line tattoo. I mean, the way we do it, a lot of it is technique, you know. I mean, I dip my ink not very often. We're not pumping a ton of, of ink in there. Like half of my tattoos that I have have huge, you know, bumps where, where the lines are and scar tissue and stuff like that. You cannot. Yeah. If you, if you tattoo something like that, uh, small single, it's, it's going to spread like crazy. But if you, you put less ink into the skin, Mm -hmm. then there, you know, there's literally less particles. There's, I do think there are limits. You can't do, you know, a tiny little, like, you know, writing your name on rice at the boardwalk type deal. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to work. We talk to our clients about longevity every time they come in and say, this is what we recommend for longevity. Or even tell people sometimes, like, no, that's that's too small. We, we can't do it that small. We'd have to do it at least this size and for it to stick around. Yeah, I mean, like, I think there are a lot of bad small tattoos out there that have put people off of small tattoos, you know, they exist and we all have seen them and we've seen either them fade and fall out because they were being either too careful or whatever with what they were using or they blew out. And I feel like there's enough bad small tattoos out there to, to be a concern for people, but it's just not something that everyone does. But I think that a lot of artists could, a lot more artists could do it if they knew how. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And also it's like everything is pretty much like after you're done tattooing, everything else is on the client, whether right. they're going to take care of it or not. And if you see like a bad small tattoo, it doesn't mean it was done bad. It may be right. it was not cared of. 
Yeah, I think aftercare is so huge, and I think people don't take it as serious as they should because they're and like you can kind of tell when you're talking through aftercare with your clients, and then they start to kind of yep. look somewhere else. <laughs> you're like, oh, I lost you, but you have to pay attention. I've actually thought about that. I've thought about uh, starting to go over aftercare while. I'm tattooing. That way I have like a captive audience that can't go anywhere. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, hey. yeah. By the time you're done tattooing <laughs> yeah. too, if it's a long session, I mean, who wants to like, your brain's fried. Yeah, that's true. My brain's fried. Sometimes I fumble when I'm telling, I'd be like, you know, it's online. Yeah. I'll tell you the basic <laughs> points, but I'm probably going to mess this up a little bit. Yeah. But like the importance of a tattoo healing properly in the way it looks when it's healed is like everything. Do you think that it's uh, Instagram's kind of taken away from that in some way? A little bit, like especially when you see tattoos that being like photoshopped a lot and being yeah. a professional, you can tell, like you can see something was messed with. And But people who just look in the Instagram picture, they look at the picture, then don't, they don't know what to look for or like. So a lot of times uh, there are like a few people that like been out there who like mess around with their tattoo way too much and people love their work just because how it looks on the picture. But when you actually see the actual work, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. What do you guys think about Instagram though with tattooing? Do you think it's a good thing for tattooing? It's an amazing thing for tattooing. It I, is. I, I definitely think it's amazing, especially if you're a private studio, you know, and that's, yeah. you're not advertised on the street. That's or, kind of the only way to be a private studio, yeah. isn't that's it? That's allowed people to... I don't love the algorithm. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, without Instagram, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So I guess I I can't really complain. I do think it becomes another job and you have to know about certain things and like posting and posting and posting. And, uh, you know, it sucks for times like right now when people don't have tattoos to post. And, you know, that really affects you with the algorithm there is a lot of pressure on artists especially people that are just starting there's so much you have to learn as a tattooer just on the tattoo side and then on top of that to like have to figure out how to be a social media influencer and like brand yourself and market yourself and there's so much that goes into it it just takes over all that and i kind of mentioned to you before it's like that's there's a lot of hats you have to wear as a tattoo artist now and uh, do you feel do you feel like now that could maybe take away from people growing as an artist, growing as a tattooist? Uh, maybe. Uh, well, when you get into groove, I guess it gets easier when you like know kind of what to do. It doesn't. But, but to get into it, to, to get in the habit doing that, it's it's a difficult challenge when you, especially when you start and, and you trying to do your own designs and stuff, you have to do designs. You have to like learn how to take photos and even the best tattoo with a bad picture will not get response online. It's a very delicate balance. And I guess the only way to learn it, it's uh, just, just make mistakes and learn from them. And it's not like a perfect recipe for each person. I mean, I mean, for everybody, I guess each individual person, like something worked for that person, like this kind of photos and another like tattoo style, the other kind of photos will work or I don't know. It's very individual, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's a lot of work and people who think tattoo is just like a fun, cool job to have. And it's very easy. And like, it's not, it takes a lot of it's a great job, though. There's a lot of perks. It's the best. No, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> but it is a lot of work. I think the one thing that's kind of nice, because it is like for a new tattooer, there is, I mean, it's overwhelming. And how many little factors there are in tattooing, like the just the the taper of your needle, the width of your needle, the groupings, how tight they are together, the differences all those things make. That's a lot to like learn. And like she was saying, like not just learn, but have it become second nature or muscle memory. So right. where you know what you're doing. Um, I think it's nice though that like iPhone cameras are pretty incredible now. Um, if you yeah. want to stand out, y- you you know you kind of do have to create content that's visually pleasing for people to watch. But I yeah. actually like that aspect of it. So I cut my hand pretty bad like a few months ago, and I couldn't work for like two weeks. And I, I got that. super into well, like learning photography and videography. I bought a new camera and all this stuff. And that's a whole thing too, similar to tattooing where there's so many little factors 
but I love that stuff. I mean, that's what drew me yeah. to tattooing. So I think it's cool. I get to, I get to now, like I would never have a job where I get to do video or editing. And so now, you know, I like make songs for the videos that I'm doing and stuff like that. So I love it. I mean, I get to shove all my stuff in people's faces, which is great for me, but um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a lot. And I do feel like it's a second job. And sometimes the videos for me editing and transferring and by the time, you know, I'm done with the tattoo but to the time that the video is done, the video takes nearly as long as the tattoo took. I mean, you come home and then editing for hours and hours on top of that. It's definitely. I mean, I know what you mean though. There's a lot of creative outlets in tattooing. Like you can, you can kind of get real, like have a lot of fun with like either editing a photo or editing a video or putting stuff together like that. But I, I think in one way as well for you guys, especially it's kind of a unique thing because you see a lot of tattoo artists right that kind of sell themselves as as well they kind of sell their lifestyle in their social media and that kind of is a part of the package of they're going to get tattooed by them you kind of feel like you're meeting someone you know you're watching their life and stuff like that but what's so cool about you guys is like there's not a lot of that there's a little bit but it's your work i feel like your growth and why people come to you is because you're so good at tattooing so I actually want to change that a little bit for, for us. Like that was part of getting into like, cause you know, I like this, this is great. I, I'm having a blast doing this. I would love to do yeah. more stuff like this. I mean, we're not going to be like Rolex. Look at my, you know, $6,000 cat that I bought and all this. <laughs> Both of us are like huge goofballs. We're not, you know, if we did put our life in there a little more, it wouldn't be typical. I don't know. I think I think personality can sell, you know, can be huge, too. I mean, I've gotten tattooed by people who are nice. I've gotten tattooed by people who are indifferent. And I've gotten tattooed by people who are assholes. And, it, you know, the first one is definitely more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think there's something to be said about, like, being familiar a little bit with who you're going to get tattooed by, like you're saying. And especially, like, when people see who you are and they know what to expect. Like, I've had people come and I don't do a lot of it either you know I could do more of it and I think I think I should but I've had people come and they bring me gifts for my daughter and stuff like that you know and like they wouldn't know about that if I didn't share that in my stories and stuff oh yeah like, uh, that's what I got from my uh, one of my clients that tattooed like no a way. deer on him and he's like uh, that's from that deer right I'm not sure if it's from that exact deer but it might be it's so cool. It's it's just like a like a random thing that's so probably cool. would never happen in a regular job. I, I'm I also pretty socially awkward and a little shy too. So it's kind of cool. Like if people know your interests and then they bring them up, that would never come up in the session otherwise, if, unless they knew about. And yeah. some people are better, let's say, like with the drawings and visual things. So their uh, their path in the social media more like they do like their work and their like drawings and stuff. Some people who like creative in the way, like see how cool I look and yeah. all that. They put this, like all their interests kind of go to their tattooing, like into the tattooing. It creates like a brand almost. Yeah. I guess that's true. If you're like Mr. Rolex and fancy yeah. cars, if you, you probably get people that. Yeah. If, if you, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You let, you get clients who like into these things and, like a person, like a musician, they put like their music. I don't know. Like if you like only focus on your work, probably it's only your work there, but that's what people are going for. I would rather it be the work than the other stuff for sure. <laughs> How much do you think the skill level of a tattooer depends on who's teaching you? Hmm. Uh, I think it depends on if person want to try something new or if they're like very set-minded like so if someone show them something it's like the way it's supposed to be but i feel it definitely like getting into tattoo i think it will affect at least your early work a lot later on if you separate from your teacher you can figure your things out but it used to be like people used to go to the shop get apprenticeship taught by one person and then work with the same person who will like supervise them so they would not I guess try something new for themselves and I feel like I I was I was lucky when I got my start 
So the person pretty much showed me how to do like sanitary things, how to like set up station, like uh, cover the tattoo machine, like how all this like safety things work. And then I was pretty much left on my own. So I had to figure out my own things. I was never like, I watched people working there, but it was never like, you only have to do this that way. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's, uh, I think there's definitely something in your, I mean, it's not obviously your eyes, but like you have to have the eye, I think. But like for me, I was already tattooing, like just on practice skin when I met her. But then it was kind of like the refinement and like uh, calibration of that. Like there's stuff that you can do on practice skins that you can't do on skin that I didn't know when I started, like building up certain gray washes. It can be, you know, you can make a light gray wash very dark, but it's not going to heal like that. Things like that. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think your teacher is important, but I don't think it's as important as your talent because you can kind of figure it out. And I, I tattooed my legs a lot when I started and I, you know, I was super slow when I started. So I have this giant face on my leg, but I did it little piece by piece. So I learned a lot about stenciling and like what takes a stencil off and what can stay and how things heal that way. And I think that is, uh, was a, big teacher too just kind of like trial and error i think in tattooing is unavoidable yeah oh for sure that's kind of the way you learn isn't it no matter who's teaching you yeah you mess people up but i do think um there's an advantage for sure if, if someone say was learning by one of you guys i try to stay away from n- negative talk right <laughs> but like there's a lot of people out there teaching people how to tattoo that shouldn't be teaching people how to tattoo oh, i agree i think it's kind of like uh what is it the dunning kruger effect or whatever where it's like the the more you know about something like the less you think you know and sort of it's a curve like in the beginning when you don't know anything you know you don't know anything and then you kind of get some and then you kind of overestimate your abilities and and I think a lot of that like I think a lot of people who would be good tattoo teachers think they wouldn't be good at teaching tattoo and so they don't so I think that plays a part in it too and yeah I don't know I don't know where I think that's a totally separate dry I have no desire to teach anybody like like one-on-one maybe down the road but i mean i I would have no problem helping out here and there with some things but i don't think i could be the sole person responsible for teaching you know apprenticing somebody i mean i'm too young anyway i've only been not young i'm too new anyway i've only been tattooing for two years so i you know it's way down the road anyway but i don't know i also think i'm a bad student too like she i will now two years into it be like oh you remember that thing you told me when i first met you that you've been try- like screaming at me to do like yeah i just did that and let me tell you it works yeah <laughs> that's funny yeah it was actually never my goal to like teach teach i can only offer to like share what i know tattooing is such a personal thing you never like same thing doesn't work for two two artists I can only say what I do and what works for me. And right. if works for you, that's great. If it doesn't, try something else that fits your, like, whatever, better. I feel like people need to get it out of their heads that it has to be a certain uh, apprenticeship. I've been yeah. hearing, like, you have, before tattooing clients, you have to apprentice for three years and then five years of something and then maybe you'll become like a junior tattoo artist it's i think it's such a bull can we say bullshit bullshit yeah (laughs) yeah so it's uh such a like ridiculous thing that people make you believe like i like as i'm saying i literally started tattooing clients after two months hanging out around the shop and uh, my only, the only reason why I waited for two months, because in New York, you have to get a license to tattoo people. So I was waiting for my license to come in. The second it came in, like, meanwhile, I was practicing on like, not life things, I guess. And uh, like, you only learn when you do tattooing things. You don't learn it by nope. cleaning the shop or like, whatever. And uh I'm not saying that everybody should like jump into tattooing because it's still it's like you have responsibility like putting something permanent on people but it's it like if it's really really like your calling I think it should be like there are other ways except like three year apprenticeship it's not how it's 
like should work. Yeah, I mean, a lot of my favorite tattoo artists never did a proper apprenticeship. A lot of them ended up later going back and and doing one or, you know, filling in the gaps somewhere. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I have mixed feelings about it because I definitely do not want people. I mean, a lot of what you see on social media right now makes tattooing seem very easy. And I definitely don't want people to just start tattooing their friends. But uh, like there was a guy that that um, I found on Instagram. He just drew on on napkins and there were portraits and album covers and stuff like that on Starbucks napkins. And they were incredible. And that's, you know, pretty similar to single needle tattooing with a pen. It's, you know, just pressure. So I forgot where I was going with this, but uh, <laughs> but like that guy. So, you know, if, he, he has the, the art down. And if you get the foundation for so forget ethics for a second, because we're not talking about tattooing people. But if you get the the like so in New York, the tattoo license is essentially just like bloodborne pathogens and stuff like that. They don't they don't teach you anything about tattooing. They just want to make sure that you're not going to spread disease and that you're not going to cause people to get infections and stuff like that. So I think once you have that down and you have like a, a artistic background I would recommend to people like if you can't find an apprenticeship or or you're only finding an apprenticeship like that, if the caveat here is if you're good. I mean, no one's going to care if you're not good. No one's going to care. But if you're good and, 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 you know, you start working on practice skins, I would say that's a great way into tattooing. It's different than skin, but you can kind of get the 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 movements down and the technique, I think, is pretty much the same. The The rules are a little different. But then, like what I did, I just tattooed myself, and then I figured out what healed. And you can kind of post online and and build a following and, I don't know, maybe get into a place that won't – any respectable place is not going to make you, you know, do laundry and all this stuff. You yeah. might have to clean the shop. That's not a problem. That's paying dues. But I don't know. Maybe, you know – I don't know. It's a tricky one, but I don't think you necessarily need a traditional apprenticeship. I don't think my apprenticeship was really traditional. I wouldn't even call it apprenticeship. <laughs> yeah. Like you're just. I was supervised while I was learning. Yeah. But I think like that, it doesn't need to be in a, a, a traditional two years before you touch skin kind of thing. You know what I mean? I do. Th- I do think that people are, are a lot more uh, or a lot less tight with information nowadays. I think before it was very like gatekeeper, and now you're seeing people do paid courses or free courses or just stuff online, or even just posting videos on social media. Which I, I feel like I learned so much from people just posting videos on Instagram of them tattooing. Yeah. Like, oh. So when I I first got a machine and I first started working on practice skins, I was glued to like David Vega's uh, live. Uh, There's there was a bunch of people at the time who would do live and like I don't know if you know Lil B tattoo. I learned a ton from that guy's uh, YouTube channel. What what machine um, are you guys using? Well, yeah, like I used to do like a Cheyenne and I just switched to Zion, but it's I mean I don't think it matters that much though. Yeah, yeah, they're all kind of good. Yeah, I mean, especially rotaries where there's not as many factors. What what I was saying with the beginning practice tattoos I did, and I used this machine for a long time. It was like a $30 Amazon fake hawk pen. I gave it to my little sister, and uh, so she's an artist as well. But, I mean, that thing was fine. Um, right now I'm using the Soul Nova Unlimited, and I love that thing just because it's dead simple. The batteries, like, it's a... Uh, like the wire, I can't go back to uh, wired uh, with a power supply anymore. And really, the only two big companies are Cheyenne and FK Irons. The reason I went with the Cheyenne is because they have the swappable batteries that you could just get. You know, they're like vape batteries. I kind of like with the Cheyenne one that you don't see the voltage, hmm. and that way you just go with what feels right. Yeah, it, like I used to change voltages less than I do now. And I'm more adaptive with it because it's like, oh, no, that's not right. And then it's like, all right, that's better. So I kind of like not having that. I, I was so overwhelmed when I was starting to tattoo. Like I saw these these artists with like four machines on their station for like, they're like, oh, I'm lining with this. Yeah. And I'm shading with this. And then I'm pa-. I was like, oh, my God, like I have to get more machines. And and then but then I just kind of was like, I'm just using this thing for everything. And I love it. But um. Yeah, it was really kind of like intimidating when you're first starting out and there's no one like explaining anything to you. And you're like, why do they have so many machines on their station? Yeah, (laughs) so many questions online. What machine do you use? What needle do you use? And it's so individual for everybody that it's it's like there's no answer to that question. Like 
for me works what I use. For you, it might not work. I'm really picky with the single needle I use if I am going to use a single needle because some of them are just so impossible to use. I I found the quadrant ones and the bishop ones to be the best. But like I do think cartridges and the needles you use and stuff do matter, but based off what you like. Yeah, yeah. but uh, there are also like bad cartridges. That, like they're like, uh, I remember starting out with, uh, it was like, the shops we're at, like people would give us cartridges they don't use just to try or to work with. Or like if you go to tattoo conventions, sometimes they give you free ones. I've had those like explode in my head while working. So like, yeah, we do not talk about these ones. Like all the good ones, you can pretty much work with any of those. But there are some like unknown sketchy brands that probably you should not tattoo with. But then on the flip side, I used... One that a lot of people use. I won't name it just because I don't want to talk crap or whatever. And I tried it, could not use it. And it was a single needle or one or whatever. And I just will never go back. Oh, I, I probably know what you're talking about. I think their single needles are notoriously bad compared to the rest of the... Yeah, I think you probably do know what I'm talking about. I Actually, I think we talked about it in LA. It's pretty universal. <laughs> like everybody knows this. I don't get why they don't make a change. There's definitely a gap in the market for that, for like making a good single needle cartridge. I agree. I, I, I do like the quadrants. I have no problem with them, but they're pretty hard to get. Like they will run out. Uh, you know, we have a few... Even in New York City, we only have two uh, tattoo, well, two like walk-in tattoo supply shops. It's pretty hit or miss. And I don't know about you guys right now, but you can only buy two boxes of gloves here at a time because they're so limited. Oh, really? How much are they? They're like 15 euro or 16 euro a box, which is like 23 or $22 a box. Yeah, they used to be $8 a box. And here right now, like uh, the cheapest I could find, it's the good ones. Like it's $20. It's like, I get it from when COVID hit and there was, you know, lack of PPE, but that everybody's caught up now. So what's going yeah, on? Yeah, totally. No, they're just doing it because they can. Yeah. They're like, okay. No, this we... is the price now. Yeah. This, this is, is just what they call <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, wow, how long can we get away with this? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like really picky with my gloves. I won't use bad gloves. I just can't. It like, yeah. it just drives me nuts. So I'm like, fine, I'll just pay it. But. But yeah, now they do this thing. You can only buy two boxes at a time because they were like so limited during COVID, which I, like you're saying, they should be caught up, especially here in Europe because everything's been so locked down. I don't think people are buying a lot of gloves. That's, that's crazy because two boxes sucks. of tattoos is like, or sorry, two boxes of gloves is like four tattoos for me. Yeah, it's like nothing. Yeah. So it's really tough because then you feel you're buying gloves like every other day. Um, the inks that you guys are using, if you don't mind sharing. You know, that's a huge question. So many people want to know the inks that people use. And um, I hear a lot of different opinions on like, say, gray washes. So what do you guys? Uh, I mean, I, again, I don't really like to answer like very specific things that I use just because it's like different people can like different things. I think the most popular ones or they're they're all kind of the same. I I think so like. As far as brands go, I I haven't noticed that much of a difference. So I used to just use Panthera Black, and then they're, uh, they have like a dark gray wash and a light gray wash. The reason I went with those, though, was because I re- like the ratios. Yeah. I kind of don't love switching too much what I'm doing with gray washes or ink brands just because I want to know, one, you get comfortable with it, you know how it heals, that's good to go. But if I if I'm switching too much... And a tattoo comes back that looks less than I want it to look. I want to know what that was. I like my, I just stick with Panthera because it's fine. Like it works. I I don't think it's an amazing ink. I don't think it's better than any other inks. I like the level of pigment in their dark gray wash. I like the level of pigment in their light gray wash. And I've just gotten familiar with them. I have switched. I just wanted to try it out because we had a guest artist come in and I tattoo one of their clients, so I see their healed tattoo a lot, and it's so nice and dark. Um, so, and I, it was just uh, dynamic. So I just yeah. bought a bottle of dynamic, and I honestly don't really notice a difference. I'll use it until it's done, and then I'll probably just go back to getting the set just because it all comes together. But I mean, I don't know. I even have like, we did a test. You, uh, there's probably no point in showing you this, but I have two lines right here because I wanted to see the difference in how the dynamic black healed and how the dynamic triple black healed. And they look the exact same. So, I mean, it's just a line. So maybe in shading or something, it's different. But yeah, I don't know. I don't get, I don't switch that up too much. 
What do you use for washes? Um, depending on what I'm doing, like if I'm doing, cause my style changes a little bit, you know, like I kind of some, some weeks I'm doing a lot of flowers, some weeks I'm doing like realism or portraits or something like that. So it depends on what I'm doing. But if I'm doing like flowers, I'll just put black in and like maybe some water. I almost would use like a dark gray wash as a finishing touch. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it does end up healing light. Now I've actually been doing just using just black and just like applying different pressures and stuff like that, which has been fun. But I think there's, I'm trying to find my balance. I I do think there's a balance because if you do all black, I think gray wash gives like a nice tonal separation and smoothness as well. Like you can definitely do different tones with pressure, but I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. There's something different about gray wash where it just gives a look that looks. It's so soft. Yeah. It's also different on the skin you're working with. Sometimes I have like a gray wash set in front of me and I use only black. Yeah. Like it's just like when you start working, you see how it like responds to like whatever. And like I sometimes, like often actually, I I don't end up using like one of the washes or all of them. Yeah, my my advice for somebody starting out would definitely be to just work with black and pressure because it's the most foolproof. Like you, you have to get familiar with your gray washes and how they heal. But black, like... It's like drawing. Yeah, yeah. and and it's going to heal the way you see it. Like some light washes would be like, whoa, that's super light now, and that's not what I meant to be. But if you do everything with black and just pressure, it's going to heal the way you, you finished it. Are you guys going to travel anywhere this, this year if you can? Do guest spots or yeah, anything? Yeah, we have, we have a trip coming up next month to uh, Equilatera in Miami. That's cool. kind of a one-off for right now, but I think as things start to open up again we probably want to go everywhere yeah true yeah the probably one of the first in the least west coast yeah la for sure yeah where would you work in la don't know i've always wanted to do like uh just rent a place and tattoo i feel like la would be kind of a a good place to do that. I don't know how many other places yeah. you could really do that. I don't know if you like allowed to do that technically. Not technically, but there's a lot of people that do it. I mean, I know like if you did that in New York, that's 100% legal. No, well, in New York Is you it? can. Yeah, I don't know about LA. In New, uh, in yeah, New York, you, there's uh, no regulations for um, tattoo place. Really? Yeah. So like yeah, you, you can. We could tattoo here legally. Yeah, we can We're just in what? Yeah. tattoo in the apartment. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's not like that. California is actually pretty strict. Yeah, I can see that. California, you have to have like all the permits and stuff some of that i think is dumb but some of that's great maybe not in the beginning but like checking up i don't think is a i don't know i wouldn't mind if we had that here what do you prefer to do pets or people people i think there's less pressure with pets but i feel like i probably only say that because i've done more pets i would i think i would rather do more people than pets but i love doing pet portraits and people are so happy all the time and yeah Yeah, pet portraits are great like people are always it's like they're buddies and like it's it's great and i do love do pet portraits don't get me wrong i I actually do i love to do everything with eyes i guess yeah i just prefer people because it was like a thing i started with i always drew people i love like human like facial expressions and stuff Yeah. yeah I love goofy stuff though, and I feel like you. I get a lot of goofy dog requests. Like you just got one that was ridiculous, yeah, was so and cool. I love that. Like I love a yeah. ridiculous tattoo so much. So when you can like play around and mess around with it, like it's not disrespectful because it's not someone's like dead grandma or something. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. You're not gonna put like a dead grandma in space. Yeah, like, yeah. With like a grandma in an astronaut helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, is there any sort of styles or different um, subjects or anything you'd want to focus on more? Yeah, did you see that big practice tattoo that I stenciled on my Instagram? Yeah. I I, want to try it. I don't know if I'm going to like it. And I don't know, like, I feel like I would have to know somebody a little bit before I would agree to do, like, 20 sessions with them. But I would love to do, like, just, you know, big old, uh, you know, still very detailed, still, like, a bunch of people, but, like, old Renaissance paintings and stuff like that. Yeah, I would like to do that. Yeah, and I I would love to do more... I used to do that before I learned how to tattoo, I guess, realistically. I used to do a lot of, like, surrealistic designs. And mm-hmm. because right now it's, like, such a, like, a overwhelming, you know, like, with people, their pictures and all that, like, I kind of, it's been a while since I do, like, a something, like, designy. 
And mm. I would really like to do something like surrealistic and goofy and mm. something like, I don't know, something like what people normally wouldn't do. Like not just like a straight up portrait, but something like more creative. And uh, I would love to do more designs as long as they're not like the same ones you see everywhere. Yeah. Like if it makes sense, like it's like so many things right now are like way too much in the same direction, like with the designs that people do. So like I kind of, I almost refuse doing it right now. It's hard as an artist, isn't it, to like find something new in that world because a lot of clients come going, I want something like this that I've already seen. That's why I think they get passed around so yeah. much. Yeah, and also, also like you, like when you you like as an artist follow a lot of artists on social media, and sometimes you just like look at a bunch of things, and they kind of get into your head. And when you need to do like design, subconsciously something, even, yeah, yeah. and it's mm. like not even like reference to a specific thing, but something maybe like in your brain that like you saw some time ago, and it's it it is hard to like come up with something original. Yeah, but at the same time, like putting together new like trying to find new things is good like trying to put like together new designs are cool like or doing like something with something that's been done but like interpreted your way pretty much everything i do is like if it is a design not and rather just an like a portrait or a dog tattoo it's all photo collage and i don't yeah i think that's all i would ever really want to do i don't know i'm not and this is probably the worst thing i'm going to say on this podcast and she gives me shit for it I am not a fan of drawing. Like, I don't get enjoyment out of drawing. If I want to do something, I'll design it, and then I'll do, like, a practice tattoo of it. Like, she draws, like, every tattoo. I, yeah. Well, no, uh, I don't draw every tattoo. If it's not designed, if it's, like, a picture-picture, I would do a stencil. I print out a stencil that I'm going to use in the person, and I draw on top of it to... uh, to see, like, where the dark and light, but I, I pretty much draw every time before tattooing. I don't know if this is going to, like, focus, but here's, like, her pencil drawings. Oh, my God. How so, come, yes, I like, how I like pencil. It's, like, pre... This is, like, pre-tattooing gold. Yeah, it's... Holy... How come you don't post that? Uh, well, it is. It is on my Instagram, but you have to scroll down a bunch. I should repost this, yeah. It takes forever, but it's, like, for me, it's, like, the best feeling. I don't know. Well, when I did this... Like, uh, I've, I've done quite a few big, like, drawings like that, but they, like, suck energy out of you. Like, when you finish yeah. drawing something that big, I remember I did, a, like, a series of drawings. It's, like, back before I moved to New York. And uh, I couldn't draw for, like, a year at all because it was wow. just, I was drained. Yeah, I kind of like that about tattooing, that literally the the medium that you're doing art on has to go home at some point so you have to (laughs) let it go like with that i feel like if i was doing something like that it would take me forever because i would go nuts over every little detail and like a limit of pain you know like if you're tattooing someone they're just like okay that's enough now it's also a good thing to know like learn as a tattoo artist where is the limit when you have to send a person home like it's only been like a few times for me, but sometimes people just can't take pain or something or the time gets ridiculous and you just have to like diminishing returns at that point. If I didn't have to work, I'd probably finish a tattoo and be like, oh, man, I'm exhausted. I'm not doing that for another month. Uh, no, it would be great. How nice would it be to do one tattoo I'm, a week? <laughs> yeah, I'm restored yeah. by like the next day. If it's like too long of a tattoo, I need one day off. And then like I'm like, yeah, give me more. <laughs> Who's three artists that you would love to absolutely just love to get tattooed by? Uh, Oscar Caramo, Max Brother. I'm going to exclude her from this just because. Well, you have my tattoos. Yeah, I have. I have tattoos from you. Um, there's so many. I don't know. I like as far as just like wanting to watch someone tattoo. There's this uh, woman, L- Ellen Inc. E L L Y N underscore Inc. And she's probably like the of this style, the smoothest color realism I've ever seen. I just want to see her work because I don't even. The last I heard, she's not even tattooing full time. So it's, it's just uh, yeah. Uh, she's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many people that I would love to get tattooed by, though. Those are good. Those are good ones. <laughs> she doesn't have tattoos. I yeah. I don't know how to answer this question because I don't have any, and I don't really. 
planning to get any. So it's like yeah. I I love a bunch of artists. It's like ridiculous. Like pretty much every artist who I follow on Instagram. If I follow you, I, I like your work. Yeah. So it's uh, any of those people, I guess. But yeah. No. Ooh. Ninety-two yeah. blueprint. That's definitely one. In, we, all, in all. In all, yeah. Uh, I know you said three, but I can't just. <laughs> I know there's so many. In all, Berserka for sure. Um, Ninety-two blueprint is is great. Snuffy. I want to get tattooed by Snuffy. I don't know, man. There's so many. I mean, a good way to do it is trading tattoos. Is super yes. fun. In all, too, when we went to his seminar, we were like, they both don't have any tattoos. Like, you guys should do each no other's first tattoos. We're yeah, like, hell in, yeah, let's do it. In all, was like, let's tattoo each other. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I um I didn't have many tattoos when I started uh, for like years, like three or four years. I only had one tattoo. I got my 18th birthday, just as like an 18th tattoo, and then um now I'm only just now like starting to get more tattoos and stuff, and they're only on my arm. I'm planning to keep it going, like especially when I guess, like I'm gonna try to like. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, AJ has like the craziest collection yeah he's got a great collection doesn't he yeah Yeah. cool guys well this is super fun thanks so much for coming on and doing this with me you guys are doing some really 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 cool work like some of the best out there and it's really inspiring to myself and i know to so many so many artists out there that are watching you guys work and that's probably why you get so many questions about what you use because everyone wants to be doing what you're doing so keep it up and thanks so much for talking to me. I hope to see you guys in New York soon. And vice versa, if you ever want to come to Ireland, you have a space. Yeah. So, yeah, I. that's actually uh, my my cousin I told you lives over there. So we'll be over yeah. there. I'll definitely, I mean, Ireland's not that big. We'll we'll figure something out. It would be really cool to hang out in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the West Coast, which, which is like kind of a must. You must come here if you're in Ireland. So it's like one of those like you have to see the cliffs. Yeah, I was, was going to ask if it's like where the cliffs are. Like the driving is terrifying around there. Yeah, especially in the countryside out here. Barely enough for one car, but they're two way. And then there's <laughs> trees and woods everywhere and they turn like this and you have no yeah, idea. That's like where I live. I live out in the countryside and it's like that. But you get used to it pretty quick. But no, we'll definitely we'll do something as soon as the country opens up and you guys are able to come. Please come and we'll, we'll, I'll show you around. We'll do some cool stuff. Cool, man. Awesome. I love that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to follow on social media and wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify or Apple or Google. You can find me on Instagram at jankyjake underscore tattoos. And this page is at the underscore fine underscore line underscore underscore so many underscores if there's a specific artist that you'd like me to have on the show please feel free to send me a message and i'll see what i can do to get him on once again my name is jake barry and this is the fine line 